You guys, we got poke bowls coming. We've got a dog in our laps. We've had a whirlwind weekend in upstate New York. Who cares, you know? Who cares? Who gives a shit? Welcome to Who Cares? This is a podcast. My name is Patrick. Uh, that's my wife over there. Hi, I'm Roz. And every okay. episode we talk about things we care about, things we don't care about, people we love, people we hate. No, we never really hate on no. people. And if you hear a jing jangling, that's our daughter, Peggy. Peggy Pickles is in the house. Peg, say hi. Peg, say hi. Peggy, say hi. <laughs> Chomp your gums into the mic, Peg. We that know was you me. Want to. I'm the sound effects guy. Uh, anyway, we uh, our podcast, we talk about many different topics, and I think this one is just going to be an update episode because we haven't yeah. really just recorded just the two of us lately. That's not necessarily true. We did just two weeks ago. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> We were in a car. We were driving around. Yeah, we haven't done it just like you and I here. Yeah. On the wheels of steel. So anyway, know? this podcast, uh, if it's your first time listening, welcome. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, and yeah, we had a we had quite a weekend uh, doing my 20-year high school reunion. Wow. That happened. Yeah. And then we also went to my cousin's wedding. Wow. And Peggy came along for the ride. And uh, yeah. I think there was like a lot of feelings, right? Yeah, there were a lot of feelings. So we're going to tell you all about it on this episode and probably dip into some other topics along the way, I'm sure. Uh, so thanks for listening and uh, enjoy. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames. So like who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> oh my God. She's like nuzzling her little nose into the crook of your elbow. <laughs> our daughter, our dog tur can simultaneously melt my heart, but also make me want to disappear into the woods. <laughs> She's a ball of joy and a creator of a ball of stress in my chest. I can't wait until we have a child. A human daughter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because you're going to vanish into thin air. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on headline news, HLN with Paula. What's her name? I don't know, but it's going to be a real classic case where you went out to go get cigarettes, except in your case, it'll be zebra cakes. Yeah, I went out for zebra cakes. <laughs> and never came home. <laughs> this accent. <laughs> We've adopted this accent of, uh, of a new character we're developing. Uh, I think Eugene Simonson. <laughs> Hello, I am Eugene Simonson. Yes. Welcome to Sports Criminals. Yeah, that is a real name of a podcast. He's a podcast host slash desperate to meet some ladies. Yes. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Criminals. I am Eugene Simonson, and yes, I am single. I work in the healthcare industry because I'm a home healthcare nurse. For my mother, who I live with. Who I live with. <laughs> who is my only client. <laughs> I do this podcast out of my home audio studio. And yes, ladies, I am single. <laughs> and when I say home audio studio, I am talking about my Samsung 6 Note. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a model. I don't know anything about Samsung, so I'm going to believe you. I was riffing on this character in the car, and it was much funnier, but, I, you know. Trust us, it was much funnier. We're fried. I'm fried. 
Yeah. It's been a it's been a crazy 72 hours. I've not slept well because here's the thing. I'm not a good visitor in general. Nope. I don't know why we keep forgetting that. And Us individually and as a unit. Yeah. I just I just don't like I don't love being in other people's homes. So we Airbnb'd at a childhood friend's home for this reunion, which was lovely. It was an amazing home. It's great. A picturesque location. But I just, I, I, I'm not good at being a visitor. I, it's hard for me to feel comfortable. So it's hard for me to feel like everything's all good. And then we bring this other living being that we're responsible for. And I'm just worried she's going to burn the house down. Yep. Because we had to put her in a crate for the wedding. And that just created anxiety. And she was very curious about the house. Uh, she wanted to pee in the house. Uh, she just did it the one time. We sprayed it immediately. I was going to keep it vague and say she wanted to, but never say whether she did or she, she didn't. She peed one time. and It was a tiny little spot. We cleaned it up. And guess what? The guy who owns the house told us we could bring a dog, which means you're accepting that an accident might happen. Otherwise, I, you would not allow a dog in the place. Accidents might happen. <laughs> Peggy Pickles is our first sports criminal. She is a hunting dog and she peed on the carpet. <laughs> that is your first crime. By the way, I am a Pisces <laughs> and I enjoy watching sports, but I do. I will watch on TV while simultaneously listening to on the radio. <laughs> then you get a better sports experience. Oh I'm Eugene Simonson signing off. Yes, please, Eugene. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm just tired now because I I realized I probably only slept like a few hours each night. You really didn't sleep well, huh? Well, that mixed with a lot of positive feelings. I have all these exciting, excitement, feelings of excitement about getting to visit with all these old friends I grew up with. Uh Um so it's like, cause I love, I am an extrovert. I love being around people. I get recharged and filled up by hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, which we got a lot of opportunity for by being at the reunion and then at the wedding, etc. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I was there. I'm hoping you'll bounce something back at me. <laughs> do we go chronological here? Well, I guess I'm feeling like it It felt like an emotionally challenging weekend. Yeah. And do we dive into that? I don't know. Um, I don't know what will be entertaining. I mean, people like to hear us deal with our issues. Yeah. I think that's the feedback we've received. Yeah. But maybe you're... Not there. Maybe you'd no, rather can... do that in couples therapy tomorrow. Oh, my God. I don't want to go. We have an appointment tomorrow, and I just don't feel like going. But I also feel like we need to go to talk about whether or not we terminate. You know? Oh, the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're... Like, the last session we went, we didn't really have a lot to talk about. We I think we it talked was... a lot about money, and that felt actually really beneficial. And yeah. tomorrow, I feel like we also have things to talk about. Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. I know you're on the edge of your seat about this one. Let's give them something to talk about. Whereas I feel like it's interesting that you're like, we don't need to go. We're fine. 
What are you talking about? I don't think about? we're fine. I think we have to, I think we have a lot to communicate about all the time, but I think we've gotten good at just communicating about it. Look at this mush. I'm what? Like, you don't think we're good at communicating? <laughs> yeah, Peggy is, <laughs> Peggy has had sensory overload. She has. She is a full sack of potatoes from just persistent, like, stimuli. Oof. She's just like, what's over here? What's over here? This is a new person. That's a new car. I've never seen that animal before. This door is opening. That insect is huge. Let me put that in my mouth. I've never smelled this. What's over here? Are those cows? What's this room? You're putting me in my crate? What are you, crazy? I don't don't smell the pee of a single other dog. In my neighborhood, I smell the pee of thousands of dogs. Now she's just being the sweetest sack of potatoes. Mm -hmm. All right. Sorry, everybody. Um, Mom, mommy got distracted. I got distracted by your cuteness. Uh, so, well, let's back up. Let's, let's back up and discuss how I worked eight days in a row or so. Mm. No, I guess seven. I think it was Thursday to Thursday or Friday to Thursday. But I, out of those days, I worked every day and two out of all of those days I worked like 16 to 18 hours. Yeah, big context here, fashion industry. It's fashion week. Uh, There are photo shoots going on all over New York City and they need staff. They need staffing. (laughs) They need photographers. They need digital techs. They need steamers. They need stylists. They need artists. Production assistants, producers. They need insurance agents. They need drivers. They need production assistants. They do. They do need all of those things. And they need stylists of which you are one. Of of a great caliber. Yes. You're the world's best stylist, <laughs> RossAaronStyles.com. I'll receive that, although I don't agree with it. Um, I mean, look at you. You're wearing Peg like a fucking accessory right now. <laughs> this season's best accessory? A hyperactive rescue dog. A living, breathing animal. Oh, God. She's so We need cute. to steam her out. She's got a little wrinkles, though. No, don't steam her. Hang her up. Uh, so I, the day before we left, I worked, I literally worked 18 hours the day before we left. Yeah. And I was so beaten up. Oh, yeah, you I, came at home at like four in the morning. I left for work on Thursday morning at nine and I returned from work Friday morning at 4 a.m. Yeah. So... There you have it, folks. She was Dunkirk. I Dunkirked it, and uh, which is the title of a movie that we've turned into a verb, because mm-hmm. uh, it just makes sense. Like, just think about it. Like, it just feels like you got Dunkirked. Yeah, you know. I thought it was a throwing shade verb. It is, but they created it from the title of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. yes, credit where credit's due. Throwing yeah. shade the podcast. Yeah. Get into it. Footnote. <laughs> But you got Dunkirked at work. I got Dunkirked at work, and then you let me sleep in all day Friday. You walked the baby. You got me some breakfast, and then we slowly made our way upstate, and thus began our journey of introducing Peggy into new environments. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We had some hellish traffic getting into New York. Oh, yeah. That was a rough... always a bummer when you're looking at the GPS, and it's like, oh, to get from the uppermost part of Queens to the lowermost part of New Jersey or the easternmost part of New Jersey, which you could bicycle from uh, in about 38 minutes. That's going to take you an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. 
Enjoy the company of your family. So it was a rough start. Yeah. Uh, I to jump around. I slept great both nights, like yeah. a fucking rock. Oh yeah. Uh, the dog we tried to create her didn't go so great, so we brought her into the bed, yep. which Kelly is not gonna like from Hustle Pups NYC. That's our dog trainer, who Aunt Anne calls our dog therapist. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Aunt Anne, our favorite <laughs> listener. And Annie. We got to see her at the wedding. We got to see all the best aunts and relatives. We love you all so much. Yeah, it was great. Annie, we love you very um, much. We know you're listening. So Annie told us she's been listening to every episode. Oh, she yeah. knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. She knows exactly what's going she on. She knows everything. <laughs> and she loved the scuttle. She felt like she was on the inside scoop. Yeah. Because she was asking other family members if they listen, and they're like, no, nah, I don't want to listen. And she was like, what do you mean you don't want to listen? <laughs> uh, she says she listens when she's at the gym, so I hope you're having a great workout, Annie. Uh, one of our aunts did say that she wanted some uh, podcast recommendations, and she wanted the smuttiest ones she we wanted- could find. <gasps> oh, maybe? So if you have a smutty one to suggest, let us know, and we will tell that aunt which smutty podcast she should listen to. Maybe I should suggest my dad wrote a porno, but that might be a that's, little too British and I'm, like and weird, I also right? feel like that's lame. It's like none of them are really exposing themselves. They're just like reading this thing. Yeah, but it's funny and yeah. it's smutty. Funny and smutty. Uh, so like, tell me about your feelings I'm over good. the weekend. Like so, what, what were some... Highlights and lowlights. <laughs> so the first night we just went to like a backyard barbecue. We got to see all our my old friends that I grew up with. And, uh, you know, I haven't been a great friend in the last, like since our wedding. Many people we saw, we haven't seen since our wedding. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I have some like complicated feelings about like, oh yeah, like I had no idea that the house we went to, I didn't, I had no idea his parents moved and, when I mentioned that on the group text, I got I got ragged on a little bit for like not knowing that because uh, it happened a couple of years ago. Um, I just met I met several of these guys kids for the first time over the weekend. Uh, and that feels a little weird that I, I haven't been more present mm-hmm. in their lives. And, uh, you know, I go down that thing of like, man, am I a good friend? Like, am I? And then I think about what the last few years of my life has been like, you know, trying to restart my career and get this comedy thing off the ground. It really has led to some crazy tunnel vision. Um, and I'm just not around much at home. And uh, and then, you know, it's like, well, what is the role of these friendships in my life? Like, even when I was close with those guys and we hung out a lot, uh, some of it was very nourishing and filled me up with positive feelings, but then quite a lot of it was just like really fun. And in your twenties, sometimes fun is just like a group of guys you fuck around with and get drunk with and make fun of each other and roast each other. And, um, it's not actually all that nourishing because you're just kind of like fucking with each other all Mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. I guess I sort of drifted from some of those friendships. And um, so it was like a, a lot to take in to to see like some of these guys with three kids juggling three kids with their wives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, like 
couple foot and mouth moments. Like one guy I asked about his uncle that we, you know, we all used to like see around at parties and stuff. And then turns out that that guy is literally on the lamb or something. And, uh, he doesn't get spoken of in that household. And, uh, I was kind of looked at like I had two heads when I brought it up and I'm like, should I feel bad about that? Like, is that on me that I didn't know that thing? So some of that was, uh, threw me for a loop. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, like I don't really know these people. Like we're not day-to-day friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the natural order of things, yeah. you know, and I'm okay with it. Uh, so, but it was really, really lovely to yeah. see everybody. And, and um, you know, that first night it was, Peggy was like easier to deal with, I think, because it was like, all right, like, we're just here. There's a fire. Like you really took the lead on handling her. And yeah, I was going to say she actually wasn't easy to deal with, but I was just dealing with her. Yeah. Which was fine. I, I nominated myself to do that because I knew that you wanted to catch up with your friends. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, uh, you know, that's it's just new. It's like new to deal with like an animal. Like I, you know, I think I think we've had some like really good weekend trips recently. And a lot of what made them great weekend trips was just like leaving her home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I think she'd be fine. Like, like basically I want to like, I had, I felt so much relief just today, just leaving. We went and drove up to go on a hike and it was like the moment we were alone in our car with just me, you and her. And yeah. like, if she destroys something in the car, it's like, who cares? It's our car, you know? Yeah. And it's like, these are, this is my family. This is like, like we could go anywhere and do anything and I don't care. I feel no pressure or, uh, just, I'm not nervous about anything, but the moment it's like mixing that in with group dynamics and the unpredictability of a dog in a new place, it's like instant, like, Stress, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you asked? What are my feelings? These are my feelings. Dear diary. <laughs> I did ask what your feelings I were. I went on a trip with my dog. <laughs> sometimes I loved it and sometimes it was scary. <laughs> Welcome to sports criminals. <laughs> dog criminals. Welcome to dog criminals. Today's episode we're featuring Peggy Pickles. She peed on the rug. Which Go I to mean, jail. Well... I, yeah, I don't know. We just, we're just different in those scenarios. I go into, I go very much like, I think it was upsetting for you Saturday morning when I'm like trying to wrap my head around how we're going to like deal with this dog. I go, I go inward and I kind of like go into thousand yard stare mode. And the most comfortable thing for me in that moment is to just like, not try to talk it out and like just kind of like zone out and uh and I think I don't really remember exactly but I think you wanted to know that I or you wanted me to stop stressing or whatever and it's like I need to feel my feelings slash try to not feel my feelings I don't even know I was like processing and I think it was uncomfortable for you that I was like in that space. It's uncomfortable for me because I just don't know exactly what is going on. 
And, you know, this is like the thing that comes up for us time and time again is like, I'm of process. I'm like a verbal processor in the moment and you are not, you're like inward introspective, like you need a minute. But I think also like knowing like just feeling the energy of being of you being so stressed out about having her in this place and being so worried about her doing something wrong was just hard because in my head I'm like well he told us we could bring the dog so like she's not going to do anything god awful but if she does something like that's kind of he gave us permission to like have her there yeah well I don't think that's the whole story anyway I think the whole story is like she might do something wrong she's gonna be in a crate alone for such a long time like as a second item I'm doing a bullet point list here um I wish we could just bring her with us but I don't want to deal with her there either uh why why did we really think this through should we have brought her at all uh you know like Will I be able to enjoy myself without thinking about how she's doing in there? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess probably the biggest thing was like, I hope to God she doesn't somehow get out of there and then like damage like the walls or whatever. Like I've seen I've seen horrible things my dogs have done sure. like through the years and it's like traumatizing to like, uh, you know probably there's probably some childhood shit in there well i guess i just went to like i'm like if this is how like traveling with a dog is like how is traveling with a kid gonna be like is that just gonna be like a fucking nightmare (laughs) i mean probably until you get good at it until there's practice until we get good at it I was saying the royal you, mm. you know, it's probably difficult until a person gets good at it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But we'll do it. We'll, we'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. I don't know. Tell there, me more about that. There's just like vibes, man. You know, like I'm feeling vibes. I'm feeling feelings and I'm feeling vibes. Like, you know, she chewed, like basically she chewed the face of the crate cover, stressed out in there for part of her time yesterday. Uh, so I wanted to reverse it when we came home, like put the other end on the front and... You're you just like really don't like that. Well, this is a communication thing. Um, so in the last hour or since we've gotten out of the car, like so you I, I unpacked the car, you took the dog for a walk, and yeah, we have this damaged crate cover that she chewed up while she was indeed having a meltdown while we were away at the <laughs> wedding. Uh she sucked the cover into the cage and chewed up chewed it up. Now there's like holes in it. And uh, there's a button that is chewed off that helps keep it secure when the flap over the door comes down. So I unloaded the car while you took her on a walk, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna stage this. I'll, I'll, I'll reverse the thing because you know Ross said it's reversible. So I'll like, show, I'll, I'll have that ready. I'll put it back. And that's when I discovered, oh, it's not actually reversible. Like you can't put the other door flap in the front because it's. It's designed to have a side flap or a front flap. And 
uh, we on, our cage only has a front door. So anyway, <laughs> so I, and I'm fine with all this. Like I'm fine. I'm in the house. I'm unpacking things. I love tidying. I had to, I said to you, I was like, you were like, do you mind if I walk the dog and you unload some of the stuff in the car? I was like, I'll do all the stuff. I love the fact that I have 20 minutes alone to just like tidy. Cause like it was a great weekend and I loved being just the three of us in the car. But I also like when it's just the one of us back home, you Same. know, Same. So I think that was a mutual beneficial decision. Like, let's get away from each other. This is great. So I come up and I'm like, I I put every most everything away. And then I'm like showing doing the thing. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not actually reversible. And I'll I'll talk. I'll explain to her that that's not reversible. And I literally had the thought like she's going to want to do it anyway. And then I'll and then so you were like, I was like, it's not reversible. It has to it has to be this way. And you're like, well, I, would, I just want to try it. And I'm like, okay. So the simplest way to try this would be to pull the cage out, not take the cover off the cage, just physically turn the whole cage around. And then I, you will see that it won't lift up easily because it doesn't, only one little corner will come up. And that's where you, where like in improv, a person would just yes and that moment and say, okay, continue showing me what you're doing. Let's, let's show, let's see this thing. But you like nagged me and you were like, no, let me just take the thing off. And I'm like, well, let's just look at it because taking it off, it's a little finicky to get this thing on and off. So my mentality was, could you please let me show you what I'm seeing so that you can see that it's probably just going to be easier to just leave it the way we always did. But the communication issue for me was that you very much did not want me to like show you what I was talking about. You wanted to just do it. And that that's where I went back into myself because I just want to be like, what the fuck? Why can't I just finish what I want to show you? So that's that's where I have the vibes you're picking up now. That's where that shifted for me. Well, and for me, it just feels like you're trying to control freak a situation like to me. I'm like I when I looked at it on the one side, I could tell I, I knew exactly what, you're, what you were saying. So to reverse it and slowly be walked through it, I already understood. I got it. I didn't need you to like beat by beat show me how it was not going to work. What I wanted to see was like, oh, is this really the end of the world? Can I just flip it around? And like, no, it's not going to open perfectly like it did before, but it still works. And then seeing that, you're like, well, it doesn't look good. doesn't look flush. And, but it's like, it, you know, you're saying it's a communication problem, whereas I'm like, why are we not just fucking chilling out well, about it? Well, the communication it? problem that I'm just learning now is that you already knew that. You never said, like, I already know that it won't flip up. But that's also because you kept, like, being like, let me... Like, it was very much like you wanted to control that situation as opposed to, like, let's have an improv yes and. Like, that is not the vibe I got. The vibe was like, I know what's going on here and I need to show you. Well, that's what I was getting in return. That's honestly how what, the way you're describing how you felt about me is how I was feeling about you in the moment. So oh, great. I, we were having a clashing, a clash of the Titans, as it were. We were having a clashing sense of what was happening in that conversation. I'm sorry for being so controlling. And I think uh, it was just I just I, I aesthetically, I think this is going to look like shit to have it lumped up when we're, when it's not in use. But as I said, it's more important for me that it be covered and blacked out than have a hole that she can see through because then that defeats the purpose. I think we can fix it. Well, until we do, 
until that's like a proactive thing that takes place, I think this is the solution going forward. What does everyone think? What do you guys think? Right in. Is this your favorite episode of Who Cares? (laughs) This is another Ross and Patrick have a challenging conversation episode. They get to a place where they actually hate each other episode. Well, I think it was like, you know, there was just like so many dynamics at play over the course of this weekend where it's like your family, your old friends, we have a dog. Like I'm experiencing the stress like you not sleeping well, you're like stressed out about being in another person's home. Like it's not, I don't, these are not my family and friends. Uh, I'm glad Peggy's with us. Uh, I'm not as stressed out about her being there. Um, so we just were coming at it from such different places and had very different experiences. I think there were moments of enjoyment, of course, uh, but it was challenging also and not necessarily the most relaxing. And also like I had just worked eight days in a row. So like I'm fucking tired and like, it's not like we just like went into a relaxing situation. Right. Uh, so it was just challenging. And so then like, you know, to come home and, and be like nitpicking about things is just like the the continuation of the vibes yeah so something that we've always talked about like it's always been an issue for us is like having to say like i'm literally just delivering information like i'm sure i was being controlling or whatever because i just wanted to like deliver this information that i thought you were unaware of um but i i i really am not trying to be the guy who's like I know the right way to do everything uh and I'm sorry about that but I literally was just trying to deliver information I get that I'm I guess I'm not bringing I'm not like trying to stick to the crate situation so much but I'm just saying like you know the weekend itself was not necessarily like us having our best time ever you know and uh I was trying to be there for you in certain ways, but also like give you space to bond and connect with people. And, um, you know, I didn't necessarily feel taken care of or entirely considered, (laughs) you know what I mean? By me? Yeah. Um, which I'm not necessarily, like, I don't necessarily think that 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 I I needed to expect that like it was a week it was like a a weekend of a lot of things for you and so like I was like doing my best to like be a good partner and show up for that but I don't know if I um I don't know if I got the parade that I wanted I hear that um but I feel like I've experienced that too like going to your hometown as often as we have where like in our first few years together, our my, our first visits to like your family's house, I kind of learned like, oh, I, I have to be a little bit more self-sufficient here. Cause like there are times like you'll sort of disappear and I'll, I'm like, well, what's going on? Mm. And then like, I have to like figure it out. And, uh, 
that's a bummer to hear. I, I think like, I don't know. I think I'm pretty good at being like, Hey, do you want like a breakfast sandwich? I'm, I gotta go to the store or like, here's what I gotta go do. Can you go do that? Or I know you definitely, it's not, it's more about like, I am somebody that needs to like, like my, for lack of a better phrase, love language is like words, you know? So like speaking and like being like affectionate with your words and like lovey dovey a little bit here and there is like all I need to feel secure in the situation, Mm -hmm. you know? But yes, I mean, you went and got me a sandwich and you did things and communicated. So it's not like I felt neglected. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It just felt, it just felt challenging for me. That's all. And I hear that I hear you too saying that it feels challenging for you with my family. I'm, I disappear. This is a new. I mean, I can't, I, I can't I even guess. think of like exact examples, but like, yeah, like, um, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's just times I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm alone right now. Like to, whatever i don't it, it, i don't really feel comfortable trying to spell out what those instances are or why they aren't fun for me um cuz it's nothing personal toward anybody uh but it's like yeah like i i think i maybe i'm relating to you maybe it's like i want to feel more taken care of or something um but that's totally changed now that it has been years and years of, mm-hmm. of going there. Um, and I do have a different comfort level. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just having unfair expectations of like, you know, we both have our own anxieties and ways of experiencing anxiety. And it's like both of us wanting the other one to just like fucking chill and like do what we want the other person to do so that our anxiety feels better, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's, you know, just a couple of sober, alcoholic, anxious people doing our best. Yeah. I mean, I think with like, with a weekend like this, I just go into like high alert inside and it's like, um, I just, I just want, I just assume that like, we're all just trying, we're both trying to just like be like, like handle this, whatever's in front of us, Mm -hmm. which I think we, we did kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this. That makes sense. Am Um, I upsetting you by turning this episode into this? No, I don't care. Um, It just feels like. That's where we're at. So why not give the people the real tea? Well, so welcome to Sports Criminal. Uh, <laughs> this one's a little bit of a downer. I mean, I've been listening to WFAN all day. Is this the funniest episode? No. But it's, you know, sometimes we're going to get, you know, like the real world where they're like, it's time to get real. You know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like they live in a loft and... 
it's like seven strangers and they live in New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's like us, but like that, you know? When two people were picked to live in a marriage. When they picked to live in a marriage with each other. Um, Are you feeling attacked? Are you feeling no. very attacked? <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't expect you to uh, tell me that. Um, that I had a hard like, time? I don't know. I guess it's just like part, part of me is like, well, I thought that was sort of, it seemed like that's how you were leaning into the dog mom role was like, okay, like I don't have to like, like you could be sort of self-sufficient with like doing that and handling her and like, um, that it seemed like you were being very self-sufficient. Yeah. So, you know, I know like historically like, um, something that's come up is like, uh, like people don't ask about you or like, don't like, like some of my people in my life, friends or family, whatever, aren't really great at like getting to know people. So like they'll literally ask no questions, even of me, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. ask me a single question about what's going on or what's new or whatever. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I didn't feel like like I know that was something that you were feeling this weekend and it's like it's like should I've done a better job of like hosting and like no you know um honestly that stuff didn't even really that did not even really bother me uh I think it's more I'm like so sensitive to and you know this like like bros being bros, mm-hmm. you know, like that is like not a great environment for me. And, uh, I'm rarely around just like white dudes hanging mm-hmm. out, <laughs> you know? And I think that, uh, which I know can be like a sensitive topic for you. And I'm not like, I would say I'm not judging anyone, but that's not true. Uh, but I, I have a hard time. Like I have a hard time in an environment where like I might be prejudging a lot of these people. Um, but it's also like, you know, the, like there was the guy who's just like telling me about my dog and like, you know, people, nobody really asking me anything about myself, which like I'm not really expecting them to, but then it just also like leans into well, you know, fuck this. You're probably who I think you are, you know? That's what your assumption is about yeah. them? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say it's more about men than it is women, mm-hmm. um, which is like, you know, I'm I'm struggling with, like not just presuming that like most men suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is it a helpful exercise? This is going to dig me into a hole, but would it be a helpful exercise to imagine you were talking about like we showed up and it was 20 African-American men and you're like, you know, it's just when I'm around 20 black guys, I just, you know, it triggers me like. Yeah. I mean, I think it's men in general, honestly, like straight dudes, Mm -hmm. whatever creed or color, like I, 
I think it's like, I'm just, I'm just expecting the worst in mm -hmm. like a, a group think scenario, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is my own thing to process. And I'll be doing so with Nuna on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think that was like a trigger for me, you know, like, Is any of what I'm saying making sense? I I think so because it, it I I think it's good to have like a full picture of like if 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 what we're getting at is like we had an uncomfortable weekend, what made it uncomfortable? Then yeah, yeah, that is what we're getting at. I think. Um, I like to think that we I really enjoyed the weekend. Uh, you know, there were certain parts that I loved, uh, and then there were certain parts I. I definitely loved selfishly like this is so great I get to be here with these people um, but I thought and then there were certain parts that were just like a little bit of a challenge for me internally and emotionally I guess uh, mainly around logistical stuff around the dog with you I you know like I I thought we made a good compromise like you you advocated for yourself last night you're like I don't really want to go out and you didn't even say it like that. You said it as po kindly as possible. Like, do you mind if I just stay in while you go out? And I was fine with that because yeah. I didn't want to like, I wanted to just like go socialize and yeah. not have to overthink stuff. Yeah. Um, and then today I thought we had a, I, I really liked our alone time together hiking. Me too. Um, there were plenty of great moments. The whole weekend was not a wash of, you know, discomfort and annoyance. But I guess, what are these twitches? I think she's fallen dead to sleep in your lap. <laughs> she's like, if I could only articulate all the things that made me uncomfortable yeah, this weekend. I know, I know. Although she's probably like, I had a great fucking weekend. Yeah. I smelled so many new things. What is happening? Peggy Pickles. She's having a little doggy dream over here, twitching away. Um... I don't know. I guess maybe I'm like turning turning this upside down for no reason and making it an issue when it doesn't need to be. And then I've hijacked hijacked our podcast episode. No, I don't care. Whatever. I mean, I think it's part of the theme is like what does creating a life for oneself look like and what does 20 years of doing that lead to? And 20 years of doing that has led to me having a very like different life uh, that I love. I love that you're the person I married. I love that our group of friends and our day-to-day -day friendships are, are who they are. And, um, I love all those people I grew up with too. Uh, there were a lot of lovely people and I wasn't like, many nobody... of them, let me try to finish what I'm saying here. Sorry. Cause I think there's a bigger point I was going to get to, which is, uh, that like what you're saying is not you're not saying to me like oh all the people you love that like you want to be in your life I don't approve of cuz they're all white men like I'm that's not how I'm picking that up no. like that's just where I'm from and um you know like I love those guys many of them some of them I might not see for another 20 years and that's fine like that's life uh so I'm not taking it too personally what you're saying um 
and at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is it even worth like, was that worth you bringing up in that way? I don't know. But, uh, and I do have feelings about that. I know reverse racism is not a real thing and it is impossible to be a reverse racist, but I think you can be a reverse prejudice person or not reverse, but you can be a prejudice person. It is possible for one to be prejudiced toward any group. Toward, it's not reverse. It's to be prejudiced against people of privilege. Yeah. And like, I just, I, I just don't know if it's like, if that's useful in any way. Like, uh, well, it may not be, but it's an experience, you know? Um, and honestly, I, like there were moments at the bar where I was like, oh, thank God Ross isn't here. This guy's been <laughs> drinking a lot and he would be like talking her ear off about shit that she does not care about. And like, so, you know, like I, I know you and I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, but I know that it can be a little like a uh, world according to Ross sometimes and I can get caught up in like, well, if this person, like in my brain, I'm like, oh, this person likes sports. Well, clearly they are like not paying attention to how like fucked up and corrupt and racist like professional sports is. Mm -hmm. So they're a fucking idiot and I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not necessarily fair, I suppose. Uh, there's plenty of things that, like, people should be allowed to enjoy. I guess, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a fucking hard time in the world right now, and I'm really, like, fired up about injustice, and I've, I'm certainly not uh, tackling it, like, personally that well or like even going out into the streets and doing anything about it so it's like I guess my my way of dealing with it is like by being some annoying justice warrior like in person or something but I'm not even doing that really I'm just kind of like hating things under my breath <laughs> or like in my yeah. head I mean I I thought I ruined our morning the other day uh talking about the Shane Gillis thing. You you asked me if I saw a tweet of his and I responded in a way that made you very unhappy and I assume that in that moment you chose to not let it ruin our morning and that you chose to forgive me cuz I didn't want to process it with you cuz I thought if I say another thing this will ruin our morning and then the next time you came into the bathroom to help me buzz my neck hair you were very sweet to me and i appreciated you doing whatever internal work you did <laughs> i think was actually whatever you did i know you did something uh and i would rarely talk to you like this but i know you did something whatever you did saved our day and i appreciate it <laughs> because that's the thing it's like i don't think it's worth taking on these big fights in every the big global fights the uh these big fights amongst societal fights i don't think are worth taking on in a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship i think there's a way to do it what you said to me was i think you said i fucking hate that you said that to me right now or whatever you said i wish you said well that's pretty lame and then like Water I think I said just bag. I think I just said that like don't talk to me about it or something. I don't really remember. It it was it was 
pretty cutting. <laughs> but like my point is like I was I, disappointed. I, and I don't want to get lost in that now, but like I think people are fuller people than whatever the snap snapshot picture yes we can create for them in an instant i agree like it's kind of like like the sports metaphor you gave the sports example of like how can they like sports when all these horrible things happen it's like how can she work in fashion when there's children making these garments in third world countries which i know you are conscious of and you're aware of and it's upsetting to you but like a person who doesn't know that you have those feelings about that mm-hmm. could judge you all day for it. Sure. And that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. So. Point received. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and with that said, a couple of these guys uh, have said some very questionable things um, about various topics that I know I don't agree with politically, yeah. socially, whatever. Um, but I'm like, I, who gives a shit? Like I like, I've known that person for 38 years. Like, like, but who gives a shit? Like that's, I mean that who gives a shit in terms of this? Like, uh, like if they were like, I love, to track and murder children. Uh, that's what I do for fun. Don't judge me. We've been friends forever. Like, of course. Yeah. But like, you know, uh, somebody objectifies a woman or something or I, I'm just not going to change. Like, well, but maybe it's not about changing their mind. It's just about letting them know that like, you're not cool with it. You know, like, I, well, sometimes though, my, it's better for my mental health and my boundaries to not engage that. I understand that. I do. And that's your choice. If you, if you said something that made me uncomfortable, I would say, and it needed to be like something that I felt like I don't want that in my life, then yeah, I would want to deal with that. But for these guys who I check in with at most every few months and then at least another 10 years from now. I don't know. And the person, the people I do see more often are pretty much aligned with who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, (laughs) yeah, it just, I mean, I think that these things are just like on my mind, you know? And then, to be in like a, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what political leanings of anybody are, but I'm, you know, in, in that, like you made a point of introducing this one woman to me you're like, she's a witch. <laughs> like you'll like her. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like even just the few words we exchanged, I was like, yeah, this woman, like, she feels me. Like, I I feel like we're, we can, like, speak some similar language, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you knew, like, you knew that there was, like, there could be vibes from other people there and how you've grown up that it's, like, it could be more conservative-leaning. And that's challenging. And it's particularly challenging, like, right now, like, 
in this administration, in this country, like things feel more heated, you know? And um, those things are always kind of like a dull, um, just like a, a white noise sound in the background of my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I know that I'm not around people, like I'm not 100% confident that I'm around people that like share my point of view, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me. And that maybe that's like really um, insular and like liberal bubble or whatever. Uh, but that's that's just how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? I'm like, if you don't love Elizabeth Warren, I don't understand you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I know is maybe not necessarily fair, but... And I'm making lots of presumptions and you're worried about the dog and you know, it was just, it's like, I think that there was just more going on in my head than I was even realizing in the moment. And then like coming home and like putting stuff away back in the house, like just feeling funky. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry if that's like, I'm just like raining all over this weekend. Cause I did have a nice time. I had a great time at the wedding. I loved dancing. I loved hanging out with your family. Um, it was lovely being on that farm and getting to know some people. But I guess these are just like things that were going on internally for me also. Yeah. No. And like I baseline, even just being in my hometown, it, it kicks up feelings like yeah. just people aside like just not even think about people like the, when I when I go home I just I think about the passage of time I think about mortality I think <laughs> of like uh what am I doing with my life and this kind of insane pursuit I've taken on I mean from the moment we got there Friday night I just like getting the job interview questions of like, where do you Mm -hmm. see yourself in five years type shit? And I'm like, what are we talking about? You know, like, yeah. And, but then I, I I don't want to like, I don't know how to like advocate for myself in those situations. So I just try to say whatever sounds good. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like, I'm, I've, I just always feel like I'm on my heels a little bit Mm -hmm. in my hometown. And, um, I think in the process of like just trying to protect myself, I'm not taking care of you enough. I'm now learning. Uh, I mean, maybe that's an extreme way to put it. But the point is that I, I do get lost in like my own head of like, yeah, just trying to present well or whatever. And I think, you know, even as something, and it's like, it could feel so subconscious too, right? Like a lot of, it's not like any of this feels super like intense or provocative in the moment, but uh, yeah, just like knowing like we have, we do have a different life here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we've created a life of our own design. Our marriage is different. Our jobs are different. Like we live in this like weird, crazy neighborhood that we don't actually have to like explain or answer to regularly. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, this is our life and the people that are in it regularly, like they're kind of living something similar or they already get what, what, what's going on. So then you kind of plop into a little bit more norm core society and 
I think there's like a defensiveness, just like there's like probably a defensiveness, you know, coming from the other side of just like, oh, like Ross and Patrick think they're better than us or like they're living this different life and like there's like so much presumptions going on on either side probably, right? And yeah, like questions about work and like how's it going and blah, blah, blah. Like I can feel myself getting defensive for you too because- as we know, nobody's asking me about my job. <laughs> and then me being like, I I feel the need to just sort of be like, he's doing great. Like it's working. Like, don't worry about it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and seeing you maybe being a little self-deprecating or something. And I'm just like, no, like he's a success, you know? And, but not wanting to, call anyone out for like not understanding how different we are. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's all like nightmare socialization. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I also, I actually think you'd be surprised at how many people do align with you politically. I'll name some names when we stop recording, but (laughs) you do have plenty of people. And then for other people, I think like, I think the best approach that we've learned in like the recovery program is like the whole attraction, not promotion thing. Like, sure. You don't have to say like, I know you're kidding, but like if you don't love Elizabeth Warren, then you're dead to me or whatever. Uh, you could just be very proud about what you believe in and, mm-hmm. and who you love and whatever. Um, when it when appropriate, obviously like to me, if like we're not talking politics at an event like this, like that's, for the better. Uh, sure. And like, I'd rather just interact with people and be kind to all, all living beings. Um, and then like Gandhi over here. And then like, you know, if somebody's fucking weird or saying weird shit, then I just like peel away and like, they don't get me. You yeah. Know? They don't yeah, get yeah. to, they don't get to like, they don't get all of this. They, they don't, don't get to enjoy all no, of this. They don't get to have my light. Like, yeah, make a fucking racist joke about dogs. I won't talk to you much more this weekend. Yeah. You know, whereas that was upsetting for you in a way that was like made you very angry and like wanted to rehash it. And like, I don't know. I'd rather just like, yeah, that guy's fucking weird. Like, <laughs> let's move on, you know? Um, Anyway, I mean, I think this was a good and important conversation. Yeah. I mean, it does tap into this fear I have that I'm not like the other day when we talked about that tweet from that guy, like I had this moment where like she's so disappointed in me that I can't just get angry about these things and get so upset and like be on the same exact page every time and like want to just like burn it all down over this thing and this taps in this feels like it's tapping into like it being frustrating for you that if I don't mirror back what what you might be feeling in a situation Mm -hmm. even if I'm feeling the exact same way I just don't show it or react the same way Mm -hmm. uh I just hope you can give me some wiggle room on that like I you know if it works for my schedule, I'll go to a march. Like I've done some marches with you. I've done some marches by myself. Uh, I think I've done one with you and one by myself to be perfectly clear. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a person. I'm not like, 
itching to march, you know, like <laughs> I love listening to the debates and mm-hmm. listening to long form conversations about different people and different issues. But I'm not like looking to um, start a revolution either. Uh, and I'm, you know, it does scare me that like that isn't might not be enough for you for me to not be on mm. fire about the world. Well, stay tuned to our <laughs> coming up next on Sports Killers. Um, sports criminals. Sports criminals. Is Patrick um, enough of a revolutionary for his wife? <laughs> Can she be okay with the constant disappointment of a lukewarm lover? <gasps> Stop. Yes, I think. Uh, you are enough just as you are, but I do think it's important to have these types of conversations and like say, and like say that fear to me specifically, you know, and like air, air out the stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. because I think if it's not aired out and the fears aren't talked about, then a lot of stories can happen on both of our sides, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, like even just hearing you like phrase it that way like makes me like soften you mm-hmm. know what i mean and i'm like yeah he doesn't he doesn't have to be this like exact version you know yeah. and um no you're not disappointing and i'm sorry if i'm like too much of a fucking nightmare who makes wants everyone to believe the same things I do apology accepted (laughs) also the great irony of all of this is you married a straight white man I know I know I know which is going to become a big problem in a big in a different scale like not in our household but this language towards straight white men is going to be a problem. It's not sustainable. I so agree. I think we uh, there's got to be a language shift because it's like it's just fueling some really yeah. It's the char- fucked up people. It's the kerosene in some ways. I think. Like I have no interest in joining the Proud Boys or any of those people, but I do. I do catch resentments when if if I hear somebody talking that way about somebody who looks just like me, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're saying that about me when I walk into the room. Yeah. It's like, you don't fucking know anything about me. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty far from just a straight white male. Yes. Of but course. I look exactly like one. Yes. And I don't want to be, I want to be judged based on who I actually am and yes. the person I am. I, I don't want to say the unique person I am. I, I bet there's somebody exactly like me out there, but, but I we're, think, we're all individuals. But I think and it's, it's the grouping that historically has a, been a problem for many groups. And I think it's just this is the way people talked about other groups in the past. I think like the change that like verbally needs to happen, at least... Like I like, so when we were having conversation with Dulcinea once, our couples therapist, which I don't actually know if that's 
Okej, okay. oh yeah, we've sang a song about it. Jo, 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 dulcinea pittagora. Just to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about like jealousy and, um, you know, you having more feelings about me being with other people than I was about you and her sort of flipping it for us and being like, well, it's not really Patrick you're mad at. It's like millennia of socialization and the patriarchy really that's like having an effect on Mm -hmm. the both of you. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like that it was more about that. I had so many hang ups about you hooking up with people and that it seemed like you had to wait on me to give approval and whatever. Like you wish you things were more fluid and easy because. But she helped us reframe it that like we, you and I could both be frustrated at a system of oppression yeah, as opposed to like cause me to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like being frustrated with you personally, yeah. you know? And I found that really helpful. Yeah. Like if people were like, man, these beneficiaries, these abusive beneficiaries of privilege and power, uh, uh, I don't like them like, cause I'm not an abusive person of privilege. I've certainly been a beneficiary of privilege but I don't think I abused it. Um, maybe I have. I don't know. But I don't do it consciously or from a place of malice. I think there are groups of people that look like me that know what they're doing and take, you know, abuse their power and, and suppress others. But and- I guess why I'm bringing it up in this context is like, can when people are talking about straight white guys in that way, can you think about it like well they're not they're not talking about me they're talking about like the like historical stuff and like that there are straight white men in power that are directly affecting so many people in a negative way you know you like they're not talking about me so like I don't need to be offended because like I, I do think that like it can become problematic in terms of pouring kerosene onto groups that like don't need to have kerosene poured on them. But as far as like you as an individual and hearing people kind of talk about it in this way where it's like, it's not you, it's like the system of oppression that they're referring to that historically has been straight white men. Yeah, I totally get that. And I can appreciate that. I think for me where I just want, I don't like it is like, let's say I go to the bell house and the bell house is having a big comedy show and I'm a comedian and I'm hoping to perform there one day and I go there and I just want to feel like I I'm, I'm allowed here and I'll get, I'll get my time here Mm -hmm. one day. Uh, that neighborhood feels like a place where like many people might look at me and just kind of be like, eh, another straight white guy. Don't really care what he has to say. Mm-hmm. I would never want to see that guy on this stage because mm-hmm. I want to see all these other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need to hear from him anymore. And I think there's things I have to say that I do I, I do think would add value to people hearing in, in a space like that. And I, I just don't want to be an individual who gets discredited immediately based on what, how people feel toward the group I appear to be in. But I don't think you will though. Like maybe people will have some feelings. 
But I think you'll still be let in the door. Yeah, but... But everyone's going to have feelings regardless. You know what I mean? It's like before, like before this like quote unquote backlash, you know, has occurred within the comedy world of like, oh, we've heard enough from straight white guys. Uh, We weren't hearing from any other kinds of people. Right. So there's just there is going to be that like pendulum swing. But at the same time, it's like your voice is still valid. You're still sharing your like true, authentic self and people are going to want to hear that, you know, and that will stand out because you are doing something different than like the still a lot of straight white guys that are saying bullshit that I don't want to fucking hear. And I know some other people don't want to hear, Yeah, you know? Yeah. um, And not even straight white guys, just like straight guys, honestly, you know, like, mm -hmm. like straight dude voices that, my, like that aren't speaking specifically from their experience and are just kind of like perpetuating bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? And like, yeah, of course there's going to be like extremists in every, on every side, you know? And there are going to be like hardcore lefties coming out swinging, being like, I don't want to hear these fucking straight white guys anymore, you know? But then it's like, that's going to happen in some way, shape or form regardless. Yeah. Right. You know? So it's like, we're on the right side of history. Okay. It's all going to be great. <laughs> wow. We covered a lot. Is the poke on its way? That's why I had this up. Cause I'm like, what is going on y'all? Check that seamless. Um, talking about privilege. I know. <laughs> in the works on the way. So we should be getting buzzed any minute now, which means we should wrap up. Yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you're in Astoria, Queens, I've got a big show Friday night at QED Astoria at 9.30 p.m. September 27th. Uh, I'll be in Green Bay, Wisconsin this week. Before that, going to go do uh, Northeast Technical College. I think it's a private show, but I just want to mention it so my friends know that my five-year plan is coming together. Uh, that's all the stuff I think I had to announce. I think I have a show Saturday, but where is that one? I don't know. Who cares? Who's in that one? Who cares? Hun, I just want to say that I love you very, very much. I love you too. I'm glad that you are my person and that we can have these talks. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for us to have talks like Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. on the podcast so people can hear that lovers can have difficult conversations and we can communicate. Yeah. And it's like fucking uncomfortable and like, you know, we're over eight years together and we're still like figuring it out. Yeah. Just do us a favor. Um, DM us separately. Let us know who you agreed with more. Yeah, Which side are you on? Uh, the right side? Meaning Patrick's side. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know, like if you relate to these sorts of spats, I don't even think this was no, a spat. It's it was just, a challenging conversation. It's just like annoying. But you also, know? <laughs> it's like, just shut the fuck up and listen. But Let also, me finish my point, please. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, would you be a doll? Yeah. And uh, we'll have some guests coming up. I'm going to ask some people to come on yeah. and uh, talk about some stuff. And go back into the vaults. We have 59 other episodes. Uh, this is over 60. 
Fifty, I think. It might be, yeah. Oh man, going, going out with, with a bang. <laughs> there's some juicy ones. There's some juicy ones at the twentieth anniversary reunion party last night. Somebody said, "Oh, how do I listen to your podcast?" It's on Spotify. We found it, and he's like, "Which one should I listen to?" I was like, "Well, if you want to hear about me and Ross banging other people, download this one." He downloaded it, and hey, buddy, if you're listening to it right now. I hope you enjoyed those stories. I referred our STI episode to a friend oh. who just got some news about his own STI status. And I said, it's really not a big deal. Why don't you just listen to our episode? You said, congratulations. Welcome to the club. I, d- I did, actually. That was what I first started with. And he was like, I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, welcome to the higher percentage of America. Mm, yeah. Uh, I wish... Uh, yeah, it's like, it's so funny. Small talk is so funny. Small talk with people you've known since nursery school because it's like, yeah, what's been going on? Yeah, you married, kid, uh, dog, whatever. It's like, just if you really want to know me, like, t- take a take a gander at this podcast. That'll, yeah. That'll give you the update. That's the real tea. Or come see my act. Um, just like support me as an artist, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> And um, I'll buy like I don't know real estate or medical sales from you or something. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, <laughs> we can do an exchange. Yeah, a service exchange. <laughs> but it was a lovely weekend. I do. I do. I do want to say I really it did. It did fill me up. This with was us a just processing our feelings. Positive feelings. I loved meeting all the children and seeing pictures of children, yes. and it was just fun to like. You know, taking pictures of these huge spiders we found today and yeah. sending them to one of my friend's kids who's obsessed with this kind of stuff. And that's cute. Uh, and just being out in nature. Yeah, nature was great. The wedding was really, really sweet. It Mark was. and Ashley are just such a great couple. They're really perfect together. And I was really moved by their ceremony and all the humor in it. And had a great time seeing it. Nat, who's created so many special memories yes. in that backyard of hers where the wedding was and this beautiful tent and man the fucking food i'm just like down in candy and i know i probably ate between eight and ten coconut macaroons yeah i was eating a lot of cupcakes and uh black and white cookies just like what am i doing just filling Ah, my body like that but i did get to have some healthy food on our drive today when we went to burger king oh my god where i experienced a dollar taco from burger king that appeared to be prepared approximately 16 hours earlier. He got all the meats. He got a chicken sandwich, yeah. a burger, and a fucking taco. Well, the taco and the burger presumably Both have beef, the same meat. But still, though. I wonder if that beef at Burger King comes from Kiernan Farms. Doubtful. By the way, if you're in the Hudson Valley and you need to have an event of some kind, or you want to Airbnb a great weekend getaway, go to Kiernan Farm. They're on Airbnb. It's probably in the Gardner, New York listings. Yeah, yep. Uh, we will put it's pictures up stunning. on our Instagram uh, when we promote this episode of our wonderful weekend there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't listen to us, okay? Just don't, like, listen to the episode, but, like, don't listen to us, you yeah. know? <laughs> but go go there. Uh, Ryan is such a, such a cool guy and such a creative, outdoorsy. Great host. Interesting man, yeah. Great um, Host. Really great host. Super host. A plus hosting. Uh, what other shout outs? What other shout outs? I think that's it for now. Yeah. 
We're in an hour 15. We got them through. This was uh, emotionally exhausting. Uh, Thank you for listening. Time for bed. I'll meet you in Peggy's crate and close it with the wrong side of the cover, please. Thank you. Chop you up and stuff you into her crate. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.